Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And with us, as always, is the superfan, Mr. Mark Biscati. Happy to be here, guys. Happy to see just the two of you. Not that I'm saying that. Uh, I don't miss you. This is already going bad. <laughs> wow. Wow. Should we start no. over? No. Wow. That, no, 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 no. I mean, I love James. It was just... Yeah, let's start over. <laughs> that sounded so bad. Uh, yeah, and yeah, how, did. How, did, how did I start off like that? Unfortunately, Mr. Uh, Jimmy O is not going to be able to be here with us. He's got family things he's dealing with, and so we wish him the best. And hopefully he'll be back. But he did uh, take some time to let me know what he thought of the movies that we have uh, that we're talking about. So um, we'll at least you, hear from him. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to know, Joe, what have you watched recently that we can talk about? Uh, on top of finally getting caught up with Barry and uh, a couple other shows that I've been watching, uh, the only thing outside of our assignment, I guess, if Renfield is still considered part Renfield's still part of the assignment, correct? Right. Um, well, yeah, technically, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then the only other relatable theme or non-themed movie that I saw was Evil Dead Rise. Mm, I think we all saw that. Yes, and I cannot wait to talk about it. However, I'd like to take a little sidestep at this moment and uh, go on a bit of a rant. Joe's rant. <laughs> what this is a, this is our new sound this is my new segment joe's rant <laughs> i can't wait to hear it uh so i want to i want to set the scenes for everybody i went to the theater with my son we had bought our tickets well in advance uh three four days in advance got the seats that i wanted i i'm one of those people that i like to sit in the very back row right under the center of the projector and uh so those are the seats that we ended up getting we come into the movie probably 10 minutes before the trailers are supposed to start and uh, the lights begin to dim. The trailers begin and you I got can your hear, pop, you got your popcorn ready. I, I actually, I didn't have popcorn. I smuggled in some of my own candy but you know what else is against the rules? Yeah. Snoring. <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm sitting there trying to enjoy the trailers, the coming attractions, and all I can hear out of my left ear is the lard-ass narcoleptic that has already fallen asleep in the chair next to me, snoring uncontrollably loud. And it's driving me nuts. And I'm trying the best that I possibly can to ignore it because I have this ongoing love-hate relationship that seems to have gotten much worse ever since COVID happened and people started coming back to the theaters and forgetting what society is. Uh, I sat next to a guy a couple weeks ago that decided to enjoy the movie in his recliner chair with no shoes, oh, which no. I also cannot stand. And for those of you who do that on airplanes, please stop that as well. So, excuse me. Anyway, Back to my story. So I digest. Um, I continued to watch this movie during the snoring. And at one point in time, this, this gentleman sitting to my left, and I use that term very loosely, was nudged by the person he was with, some woman. I don't know if it's wife, sister, girlfriend, whatever. I could care less. But 
at one point in time did bring it to his attention that he was dead asleep and snoring. And then five minutes later, continued back to sleep until I just simply couldn't take it any longer. And I turned to him and just said, dude, come on, you're ruining the whole movie. And it's amazing how this, this had occurred probably halfway into the film the minute I bring it to his attention, I went halfway through the film Why? trying to ignore it as much as, as much as I possibly could. Oh, the patience but, you have. The oddly enough, though, it, it was amazing. The minute I said something, he was awake and alert for the entire duration of the film. So my my rant is if you are even the slightest bit tired, maybe don't go to the movie. Maybe take a nap beforehand or don't recline in the reclining seats. So that's, that's it. That's my rant. Because other than that, I, I watched what is hands down my favorite movie of the year, hmm. which is evil dead rise. Yeah. Um, we can all, I'm assuming collectively talk about this, but I absolutely yeah. loved this. There were some parts of the film that I had some confusion on, and I'm going to start with the fact that it's only an hour and 37 minutes. And we didn't, there were some things that were brought up that were presented to us that didn't ever play out. Like, for example, at the beginning of the film, we see the mother trying to put back together a uh, tattoo gun. Yeah. And I can't, that had no part, it was not played out at all in the least, uh, the rest of the film. They, or did, they, I, you, did I miss The something? tattoo gun was in, uh, was later, she was pointing it at the eyeball of the girl. Right. Now I, I saw that, but I just figured maybe something in her past, other than it just being there and used as a weapon. I, I thought they could have gone into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, uh, the, the sister who we, you know, uh, this isn't spoiling anything. We find out that she's pregnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought they could have played into that more. I didn't feel like we had a whole lot of character development with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I understand that they made the son a, a, a DJ or an aspiring DJ just so that we could establish that he's got a turntable in his room so he can play records. But I mean, for Christ's sake, it's, you know, 2023, lots of people, I don't know that we would have needed to establish that he's a DJ just to say that he's got a record player in his room. True. Um, yeah. But saying that these are like scuffing the surface nitpicks that I had issues with. Other than that, this was one of the bloodiest gore fest, hilarious movies I've ever seen. I love all the homages to the other films, to the other films. Yeah. I mean, this was, this was tremendous. I liked the fact that they, you know, move this location into the city. You know, it wasn't a cabin in the woods in the middle of nowhere. And the reason I enjoyed that is because it does, allow them the ability to start infecting or possessing other people. You know, there's collateral damage. There were other people that lived in that apartment building that also got drawn into this, whether they wanted to or not. Mm -hmm. Um, So I appreciated that. I thought the kids were all fantastic actors. Um, The mom was just tremendous. And I, the scene at the end is just 
God, one of the bloodiest things I've ever seen in my life. I'm sitting there watching this laughing hysterically in one of the most visceral scenes ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it. Now, that being said, I think the the 2013 version was probably a better film, but I did enjoy this one. I, I shouldn't compare it to that one. I'm comparing it to all the other movies that I've seen in 2023. And it's it was a thrill ride. I absolutely loved it. Mark, what did you think of it? Um, I absolutely love this movie because uh, it's groovy. Um, it was, I was shocked uh, just how much um, this film was so good. Um, I don't know if um, I like uh, Rise better than the remake. I got to see it in the theater again. I'm going to probably see it uh, within the week. I want to see it again. Um, but um, how about the title card at the beginning of this uh, of, of this movie? Uh, phenomenal so yeah. good just with the music and it's just it, it, you, you don't see that kind of title card come up and it's just it gets you into it i, I love that i got a, I, I got goosebumps actually um this film had me um re- it this film reminded me a little bit of aliens and the thing just a tad you know with, with the daughter you know elevator scene and you know, um, deadites combining together. It, 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 it reminded me of a little bit of the thing. So I, I enjoyed that of it. And um, um, Cassie um, was the youngest. I, I loved her. I loved her in this. And I love when they kill the kids. I love it. I love it. It's, it, it's great. It's, you know, Stranger Things, you know, take note. Take note, you know. It's... No plot armor. It, it was great, but no, I I I really enjoyed it. Um, highly recommend you know seeing this in the theater. See it in the theater for crying out loud. But you know, take a nap before, please, for the love of God. I can't believe Joe. <laughs> I can't believe Joe. You waited a halfway through. It would have been during the trailers. He he was snoring during the trailers. During the trailers, I oh, would have I I would I would have stopped it right then and there. I would have said, "Wake up, man!" It's like, and if this is going to happen. I either I move or he needs to move or something. I like, do have a plan that when, cause I'm, I mean, this isn't horror related, but I'm a huge mission impossible fan mm-hmm, and I'm looking too. very forward to the next one coming out and I don't want that one ruined. So my son and I have determined that what we're going to do is we will buy two seats and then we will buy the seats on either side of us <laughs> so that we have four seats. And then the minute we go into the theater, Right before the theater, uh, before the movie starts, we're going to ask for refunds for the two exterior seats, saying that those two people in our party had to cancel. And uh, then they won't have enough time to resell them. It's just a shame. That that actually has happened where we were supposed to, like the four of us were supposed to go to a film. And then my daughter at the last minute said she couldn't go. And I, I, you know, they've given us a refund before, which is great. It's nice that they do that. I'm just ticked to the point that I have to do this just to enjoy the film. (laughs) <laughs> it's, just, it's just a shame that, you know, you have to go through all that just to try to enjoy a movie experience. It's like, I feel like people, and I'm on the same train as you, Joe. It's like people nowadays have forgotten how to act in a movie theater. Keep your phones away. Turn them off. You know, keep not, your shoes on. Yeah, keep your shoes on. 
you know, it's fine to talk during the film. If something happened, you know, if, you, if there's a jump scare, you can talk about it for a quick second. Holy shit, that scared the shit out of me. You could do that. That's yeah. fine. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not like Mr. Grinch is going, it has to be completely silent. Enjoy the film. If it's a comedy, laugh. But, man, just when you're constantly talking nonstop and it, it just reoccurs every time I go to the theater and I don't want to go to the theater. You're not in your living room just because it's, it's, this is, this is why like, you know, diehard theater fans like us, when we go to, a, you know, the theater, we don't go as often anymore because you're going, Oh my gosh, I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. It's yeah. If, if there's lots of movies that I've just decided, no, I'm just going to wait. Yeah, and watching the privacy of my own home because I don't want to pay that kind of money to get it ruined. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like with, with the Marvel films, you see like those uh, uh, film reactions of "Oh my gosh!" and they're screaming when someone appears. And it's like I, I've I've been reading comics longer than you, man. I know a lot more of these comics, you know, than you, man. And I don't I don't act that way. I'm I'm not mm-hmm. like that. Star Wars, same thing. R two D two shows up. I don't I'm mind not screaming. I don't mind people doing that in a movie. It's when they're just having side conversations. You know, that's the problem. I don't mind people, you know, cheering for a character they like and that kind of thing. I I, I kind of enjoy that actually. But it's yeah, but when, yeah, yeah, it's when people are talking during a movie and it's or yeah, they're on their phone or something like that. Yeah, right. but one but you miss out on dialogue. Reaction. You miss out on dialogue when you know with people and, and you're like trying to hear what they're saying and everyone's screaming because you see Dr. Strange show up or something. It's, 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 it's just a little bit too much. It's, you know, hmm. yeah, I don't, I, I, I kind of like that to, actually. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah I like I mean, it. I don't, people are getting excited about the movie. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem when people are doing something that has nothing to do with the movie. Then, you know, right. I, I don't, what, am I going to care about two lines from a Marvel goddamn movie? No, but you know, especially when their favorite character comes out, it's not that big of a deal. Are you missing are you, any plot points you missed when those people were doing that? I highly doubt it. I don't know. Call me ADD, man. It, 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 I, it, it takes ADD, a lot man. for me. Well, that you are ADD. Man. <laughs> it, it, it takes uh, well, it takes is a it lot okay for me, to, for get me back. to tell how I feel about uh, this movie? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, do yeah. So. Go ahead. Sorry, man. Uh, I um, I liked. It. I don't think I liked it as much as you guys, but um, I definitely liked it. It's up there. I don't think it will probably be in my top ten by the end of the year. I have. I hope not. Anyway, I, I, I think there's going to be a, a lot of good horror movies this year. But I will say, definitely top, probably top fifteen at least. Um, I don't like it as much as, as the re- remake. Um, I, we watched that the other night cause Michelle hadn't seen it and we were going to see, uh, rise the next day. And I, God, that's such a good movie. It's so brutal. I feel like the remake was more brutal than this one, even though there's a lot of blood in this one. Um, <clears throat> they're definitely, it, it gets meaner in the remake. Um, I thought it was interesting. I like, uh, I, I like the lore of it. the The book itself was pretty cool. Um, I the I book love, was awesome. yeah. Uh, I love the the move into the city, but I wish that they'd done more in the city. You know, it was it, it could have been in a cabin. You know, um, other than the fact that there were other people on the floor, uh, but most of it was set in that one apartment. <clears throat> so it was still uh, another locked in a location kind of play, uh, thing. Um, 
but I mean, that's fine. But I, you know, it would have been interesting to see uh, something more happening in the city, the way that Scream used the city a little bit, you know, this year. Scream, what was that? Scream 6? Yeah, Scream 6. Yeah. yeah. Or for, uh, Friday the 13th, Part 8. Jason <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of a have them on a boat for half the movie, and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I, I still think it's cool that they had Friday Thirteenth Part Eight and Scream Six, you know, on the TV. I, I still, yeah, do a little uh, but I, I, I thought it uh, was a really strong movie, though, and there was so I liked the a uh, lot of the shots of stuff going on in the background. That there's that one scene where they walk out in the hall, and then that kid, you know. You see him in the background and he's got the blanket over him or whatever. Uh, I thought that was really cool. There were a lot of shots like that where, where there's somebody looking at something and you can see behind them something happening. And and that was pretty cool. Um, I liked the mom. I thought she was fantastic. Uh, the aunt um, was was pretty. I liked her. She seemed a, a, a bit like um, what's her name from the re- remake. Um, the girl, the, the girl who was addicted, I can't remember the actress's name, but she seemed a lot like her. In fact, they look a lot alike and she even dressed a lot like her. I noticed she had like on this short, uh, yeah, shorts yeah, kind of I noticed thing and that boots too. or whatever. Yeah. It was very similar. Jane Levy. Yeah. Jane mm-hmm. Levy. They looked a bit alike. Yes. I totally agree. Yeah. I also want to point out for the record that yes, I agree that I, I think, the remake, the 2013, was much more of a brutal yeah. horror film. But what I appreciate about this one is the so much blood that it's comedic mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. more of a callback to the original, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. original Evil Dead 2. Uh, the cheese grater thing was really cool. That was loved that. That brutal. And the swallowing of the glass yeah, that they were yeah. chewing on, I thought was uh, very well done. Right. Yeah. The um, the shard, Anne, get it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, Matt, Matt, where's your rim shot? Uh, I, uh, that was that good. A- that was right, actually um, in my notes. Or, or maybe a trombone. One of the two. The shard one, get it? What are you talking about? That was yeah. brilliant. It's better yeah. when you have to explain it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Bastards. But I thought the um you know, I thought they they the, talking about the three books. There's three books. That's a callback to one of the other ones. I Army, Army of Darkness. Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah three of them. So that was pretty cool. Which you know uh, what that means? What? No. There's another movie kind of come out. Oh, of course. This thing's made so much see the money. Third book. Oh yeah. How much money? Yeah, there was six it, of them. I want to say it made forty million 20, or something. Oh, I thought it was twenty-three million. On oh, the was first it? Weekend. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not bad. Yeah, still really good. Uh, so they, they're definitely going to be cranking these out. But I, you know, this, if they're and oh, also the the Shining. Uh, ele- it was like being inside the Shining elevator. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> pretty cool. So yeah. actually no, uh, highly recommend the budget, the budget was 12 million. Um, opening weekend was 24,000, 500,000 or 24 million, 500,000 gross worldwide, 44 million. So, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. There's that's no good, way they're not making another oh, one. Oh, hell yeah, yes. Of course. Good. So hopefully they, you know, they keep switching things up a little bit and, and see where it goes. Um, 
But uh, let's see. Oh, well, I guess that sort of uh, brings us to our. Um, oh, no, not that one. Not... Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of missed going back to our original uh, uh, intro theme music. But, uh, oh, you mean this yeah. one? Oh, yeah. This one right here. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Riverside. Come on. Come yo, on. yo, what's up? What's up? Yeah. My name is Superfan Mark. This is Cinescare. We're going out. Oh, yeah. Like a deer running through the forest. <laughs> Getting hit by trees or cars. <laughs> I ain't a rapper. <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys ever hear oh. the expression uh, uh, beating a horse to death? I mean... It, <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. I've heard that like, exact one, but you're beating yeah. a horse to death. Beating, no, beating a dead horse. Beating a dead horse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've heard that phrase. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that one. But when but you're see, still beating well, it to death, it's it's fine. Yeah. Well, it's well, such a brutal phrase, too. Well, well, well. This is what I'm talking about. It's like you know, it's like you guys want me to keep on rapping. It's like I can't even say words, let alone try to rhyme words. I mean, <laughs> that's true. Bad. It's bad. You don't want to oh. do it again. All right. Well, here we are, and our my pick. This was my pick, which was vampire horror. Hang on. So nobody else watched anything except for Evil Dead Rise. Uh, I didn't. Well, I. I mean, I guess I could say that I watched. Um, I'm still watching. What is it? Yellow Jackets, and that's great. Um, but that's it. Yeah, that's all I've watched, okay. other than okay. our theme picks. Anything? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Did you watch we'll anything else, Mark? No, no, no. I, I well, I I watched Fright Night too, and oh, yeah. uh, and then uh, Renfield. So. Which Fright Night two? The the more recent one or the the one the nineteen eight the nineteen eighty eight one? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I love that one too. All right. Well, yeah. I guess go ahead and slip uh, us into the. Uh... Well, here we go then. Uh, and we are into our theme or my pick which was vampire or what is it the vampire strikes back and yes. so i thought we should just talk first about just get it out of the way renfield which is kind of why i picked this theme to begin with to coincide with that even though it turned out to be a total box office bomb um it, unfortunately it was bad yeah it, it, it it's shocking bad. to me because this is actually a really fun movie i thought mm-hmm. anyway um i i really enjoyed it uh, this is a having grown sick and tired of his centuries as Dracula's lackey. Renfield finds a new lease on life and maybe even redemption when he falls for feisty, perennial, perennially angry traffic cop Rebecca Quincy, who is uh, played by Aquafina. That is Nicholas Holt in the titular role and Nicholas Cage as. Dracula. And I, you know what I really loved about this was the callbacks to the original Dracula. They, they had all those scenes that look exactly like the original Dracula, except it's got Nicolas Cage in, in the role, you know, and, and uh, Nicholas Holt in the Renfield role. I, I thought it was fantastic. So, um, and let's see, I do have notes on this somehow. Oh, the, the, I don't know if this happened with you guys, but the preview before Renfield, one of them was Last Voyage of the Demeter, which is, yeah. um, you yeah. didn't see this preview? No. So I this did. is the new Dracula movie, and it's the whole thing is set. You know how Dracula? It's it always the movies always start out 
or at least the originals anyway, always start out with with him in Transylvania and Jonathan Harker or somebody comes to him and then he travels to England and buys property there. And on that, the ship, right? On that ship is called the Demeter. And he okay. basically that that ship in the book and in a lot of the movies basically winds up in London empty because all the people in it have there been like a, a curse or a plague or something. Well, it's, it's a story about that. It's the story about that. Yeah. Nice. So, I like that. Yeah. That, and that looks really cool. And it looks like it's the Nosferatu looking Dracula as well. Uh, you can't really see him very well in the previews, but there's a couple moments and it looks like that, that old school Dracula, Nosferatu Dracula. Who's um, playing uh, Dracula? Do you know? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. Hmm. Uh, but it looks that one looks good. But anyway, that was just a preview at the beginning of of Renfield when I saw it. Um, oops, I lost. I one. have the numbers if you want to hear them. Yeah, mm. this was a sixty five million dollar budget film. Wow, how was this sixty five million? And Evil Dead Rise was twenty two. Mm. Renfield. Anyway, yeah. Wow. Um, so oh, that was a sixty-five million dollar budget, and the gross worldwide was eighteen million. Oh no! Oh, that's bad. That's that a box office so slaughter. Yeah, that's. I feel bad that, that I possible? went to go because because Renfield's like blood was so CGI and you know all over the place, and Evil Dead Rise was just. There's not I, practical I, I listened effects, to an, guys. I listened to an interview, and it's mostly practical in Renfield. Really? Yeah. I, I, they they kept it that one of the director, um, Chris McKay, uh, demanded that they do mostly practical, um, and he was and he was fighting against his own crew members, saying, you know, we could do this practical here and here, and and he fought for he fought for. Um, or they they were saying we could do CG here and here. CG, here. yeah, yeah. No, and he was fighting for practical. So uh, I think a lot, most of that blood. Uh, there may have been, you know, some touch up. I'm sure, but a lot of that blood was was practical. Um, huh. And go and the gore too. Uh, but I I thought <laughs> I I don't know I don't get it. Like I would think I'd, okay maybe I could see it's R rated. Uh, I get you know, but so is so is uh, Evil Dead Rise. I, I but you know, maybe it's just horror comedy is a tough sell and maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe people just don't really want to mix their horror and their comedy, but I thought Nicholas cage was fantastic. Uh, I liked Aquafina. I, I love Nicholas Holt. That action, that, that scene where in the, um, courtyard of the apartment building. Yes. Yeah. It's like my favorite action scene of the year. And, like where he's beaten on the guy with his own ar- or legs uh, or whatever. arms. Yeah. His arms. his arms. And then he throws him like a yeah. two javelins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it like, what? So much fun. This is, I have a feeling this is going to be one that does really well when it comes out on streaming. So, uh, what did you think, Joe? I, I never thought I'd say this out loud, but Nicholas Cage was really good in this film. I really liked him. Um, yeah, I, I, I like him uh, in everything, but I'm, I didn't look at the numbers. I didn't realize this was such a tremendous bomb. I walked out of there. I mean, I, it's a vampire movie. I wasn't thrilled, um, to go see it, but when I walked out of there, I liked it a lot more than I thought it was going to. Um, I thought it was funny. I thought Nicholas Holt was great. I thought Nicholas Cage was fantastic. 
I'm never, I've, I don't care what she's in. I don't really care for Aquafina, but she didn't take me out of the film. I still enjoyed it despite her being in it. Uh, I just don't think she's very, uh, I mean, this isn't a leading role, but I don't even think she's supporting. I, I could have thought of, you know, like a dozen other people that, that could have had in that yeah, place. I like but, her. I like her. Um, but she's I mean, kind it was one dimensional. I mean, it's kind of like the same character that she used before. Yeah. Um, I really like Ben Schwartz in that film. Uh, he was Teddy Lobo. Yo, he, mm-hmm. he, the he almost son. stole the movie for me. Yeah. He was yeah. good. He, I've loved him since like parks and rec. He was on there for a while, but, um, I, I'm still like my jaws on the floor. I don't know why this didn't do any better. It's, yeah. I agree. I, I think once it hits streaming or DVD or whatever, it'll get its feet underneath it. But yeah, this was, I, I, I think people should go see this. This oh, is yeah, a totally. decent movie. It was fun. Yeah. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Mark, what'd you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in the same boat with you guys. I think uh, I I, I love the aspect of eating the insect, the insects, and you know he gets you know the vampire powers. I mm-hmm. think uh, Nicholas Cage, um, he he, I I think he didn't go over the Nicholas Cage top. I think he like really was very subtle sometimes, and he just you know he was really enjoying playing van, uh, Dracula. It's like there's like three roles that he's always wanted to play. And one of them is uh, Dracula. And I think he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. And that one scene where um, uh, Nicholas Cage, Dracula is uh, waiting for um, Renfield in his uh, apartment. That was a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that, great. It, it was just, you know, back and forth. I mean, this yeah. is all about controlling and narcissism. I mean, that's what this film is all about about mm-hmm. is just you know narcissism and it, it was it was just you know i wondered how nicholas cage was going to be like uh, w- would you see be able to see him as the villain or would you you know because you know one of the problems is that when you have a character that has so much power and then you get power from them there's this tendency to be like i kind of you know wouldn't be too bad to be with him you know but but he is menacing. I, I thought it was, it was, you could see him as the bad guy in this and, and why, why he wouldn't want to be with him. You know, why, why Renfield would want to break away. Yeah. I've and- gone over this in my head a few times. I, my biggest issue, I don't understand what the movie's problem with ska music is. <laughs> that really took me out of the film entirely. I, thought I was you like right away within the first right within away. the first fifteen minutes of yeah. the movie. I'm like personally insulted. Yeah, yeah. So. I thought of you, Joe. It's just like, oh, Joe's gonna make a comment on this one, man. I, I've heard a lot of backlash on ska for some reason. I'm not sure why it gets such a bad because it's pretentious. I, I don't know. It's, it's pretentious. Not, it's it's like it is. It's the happiest music there is. It, yeah, it is. It is. It is. I don't think. Music, I don't think people but... think it's pretentious. I don't, I don't, I've never heard that before. But unless I've heard maybe it you described, don't know. I've heard it described as the music that would pop up in like a, a ten-year-old kid's mind if he just got served um, mozzarella sticks for the first time in his life. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh. 
I don't know what that means. I, I stand by what I said. Every 10-year-old kid's like, oh, wow, mozzarella, this is fantastic. And that's the music that would accompany Cue that situation. Cue to music. Cue to music. So overall, I think we all recommend this, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. Oh, entirely. Jenny yeah. liked it. Cinescare certified, I guess. Oh, God, that's right. It's certified. Yeah. I'm assuming Evil Dead Rise is certified as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy liked that too. So yeah, I'd okay. say, yeah, it's certified. Yeah. He got a free sweatshirt out of it. We got, a, actually, we have a lot to go back and talk about <laughs> because there's a lot of movies I think we've seen that could be certified or if Mark yeah. would just watch them. What are you <laughs> talking about? I, I, I watch all the, all the movies Joe watches. I do. <laughs> no, you don't. Have you seen attachment? No. Thank you. Yeah. Um, there's so crickets. many. First one off the top of my head. And no. <laughs> no, I was watching Maverick for the 80th oh. time. Yeah. I haven't watched Maverick Maverick's in a, not in a gonna month. Maverick's not going to watch itself. I haven't Although, watched it in a month. Although, I, in Mark's defense, I watched The Shining last night for like the 800th wow, time. Wow, that, that's, so. yeah. that's, that's just good but, taste. But well, I've done all my homework, so, yeah. you know. That's true. And you've watched everything else that you should have watched. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but Joe is like is saying it's like, well, why doesn't Jack have money in his wallet, or or doesn't yeah. have money in his wallet? Because see, I, I can watch it eight hundred times, and every time, yeah, you I see something, something new. Else. And then yeah. I and then I said for the same That's reason Kubrick. that they there yeah. was not alcohol, and then there was, yeah, yeah. All right, so moving on, the first movie from our actual. Well, I guess Renfield was sort of part of the pick, but from the actual pick, uh, I'm just going to go in chronological order and release on these babies. And uh, the first one is, and I, I've already heard from some people who are fans that they enjoyed watching this, and that is The Midnight Hour from 1985. Uh, this is starring uh, Janelle Allen, Sherry Belafonte, Kevin McCarthy, Jonna Lee, Peter DeLuise. Uh, Cindy Morgan from Caddyshack. It's got the wolf, the voice of Wolfman Jack. It's got, uh, I don't know if you guys spotted Macaulay Culkin as one of the trick-or-treaters, but it's one of, I believe it was his first role. And uh, this... Uh, don't forget Kurtwood Smith. Kurtwood Smith. Who, which one's that? He's uh, Red from that 70s show, The Dad. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was, yeah, the, yeah. She was the, uh, the sheriff or whatever. That's right. Yeah. And Dick Van Patten. And also... Oh, um, yeah. Uh, who's Don't the, ever leave out the dick. Yeah. Hate it uh, enough. And then the guy who played Jordy on... Uh, Reading Star, Rainbow. Star Trek. <laughs> no, from Star Trek, The Next Generation. And Reading Rainbow. Oh, is he on Reading Rainbow? I didn't. Reading Rainbow. Oh, LeVar Burton. Yeah, that's right. Um, So Phil, Melissa, Mitch, Mary, and Vinny are high school friends who unwittingly raise the dead on Halloween night. Once the dead have returned, Pitchford Cove will never be the same again. Or will it? <laughs> uh, I this is I I no it won't <laughs> probably not I, yeah and in the end you can kind of tell that half the town is probably gone but um this is a fun one I it was a TV movie uh, I unfortunately there the the versions that you see on YouTube and they actually have it on on uh, Amazon as well they're not they're not the greatest quality the first time. I watched it. It was a pretty good quality, um, but that one I couldn't find. Anyway, um, 
I think it's a lot of fun. I love the soundtrack. I thought uh, even at the end, it was a kind of a touching ending. I, I liked the ending. Um, so, but what did you, Mark, what did you think? Um, I, I, I wasn't enjoying this film for a while until I decidedly just, Hey, just watch the film. Um, this is a perfect film for a seven year old to get into horror movies. That's so you didn't, you didn't enjoy it before you started watching it. Not really. No, no. Uh, I, I wasn't, no, but, but then I stopped and I said, Mark, (laughs) no, I, I, I look, I never even knew about this film, uh, until, uh, you picked it, Matt. I, I had no idea about this. Um, I kind of knew it was a TV film. So I went into it and I'm just like, what the hell is this? It was nice to see LeVar, uh, Burden and, and, uh, Peter DeLuise. Um, and the, the lead character was throwing me off, uh, with the glasses, you know, and, they they looked so much like each other. I was having a hard time knowing who was who at some points. But but then I started, you know, when it got to the the dance number in the house and they started dancing, it was kind of like thriller. I mean, I it I, I was recognizing, you know, oh, this just happened after you know the Michael Jackson thriller uh, music video, and they're kind of like you know getting on the bandwagon or whatever. And I said, okay, it's 1985. That was a lot of the, a lot of the same crew from thriller work. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was correct. Um, and so then after that number, I was going, wait, this is for kids. You know, this is on TV. You know, this would be a nice Mm -hmm. gateway film for young kids to get into horror. And so then I enjoyed it a lot more and thank God, because, you know, it it got a little bit more interesting at the end of the film than at the beginning. Um, You're right, Matt. I enjoyed uh, the ending of it. I thought it was a little sentimental and all that. Um, The actress was a little bit too fifties for me, the way she talked, but that's fine. You know, whatever. That's just a little thing. Um, uh, Don't chop off his, uh, finger when uh peter uh deloise had his uh that ring that they had to get he grabbed the cleaver i'm going yeah yeah chop it off no grab maple syrup and lube it off and it's like yep we're this is for kids this is absolutely for kids um i love the repo man effect at the end when um she disappears that was a total repo man uh effect um yeah that's that's about it i love cindy morgan um had no idea. I did some research on her. She's legally blind. Did you guys know that? She's no. legally blind. Uh, they had mm. to. Yeah. So when she's on the diving board, like walking on the diving board, she had no idea where she was going. In Caddyshack. In Caddyshack. Wow. In Caddyshack. Yeah. She's legally blind. So huh. I, that that was uh, really interesting uh, for me. Uh, other than that, um, watching this film, I kept on uh, having the reading rainbow song in my head. <laughs> it was constantly every time Levar Burden, what a treasure he is, uh, was talking. I was just—he's got that reading rainbow uh, vibe and voice and talking. So, no, it, it, it's cute. It's cute for uh, seven-year-olds in a gateway uh, horror film. So, that's what I got out of it. Joe, what did you think? I loved this film. I am so mad that I had to wait until I was fifty to see it because I, I agree. Like Mark. This is something, one of my notes is, 
Uh, this movie was simply fun. I wish I had seen this when I was a kid when it came out mm-hmm. because this looks like something I would have watched over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, you know, and this is I I was thinking to myself, why didn't ABC show this yearly? Why wasn't this, you know? Yeah. yeah. This should have been something They spent that, the money on it. Yeah. And and why did they release it November 1st and not on Halloween? Did, when it was yeah. first released, it was released on November 1st. Yeah. It might have something to do, I don't know what day of the week that fell on yeah, the no. year that year. That it year Halloween was that. on a Thursday that year. Yeah, so, so they probably they do it on, put Friday it on a Friday. Friday. Well, because yeah. if they did it on Halloween, all the kids would be out trick or treating. True. Mm. So, yeah. Um, or but before? I, why, why not before? Yeah, you know, it, like, it should yeah. have done it like a Wednesday night. The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah, they don't play it on Halloween. You know. Yeah, no. yeah. All the kids are passed out. You know, like drugged up on candy. They're like, dude, who's going to watch that? You know, November first. Yeah. yeah. Um. I this movie starts off just immediately transporting you back in time to the nostalgic areas. Um, you know, like the kid getting his paper out ready in the morning, although I was really confused why he does it while wearing a mask because that's <laughs> going to make it hard to read. Well, because it's Halloween, um, I guess. But yeah. yeah. Uh, I love the fact that it, this movie starts off and you get to see an actual milkman delivering milk. Yeah. I mean, that's just so quaint. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and then the milkman th- later coming. <laughs> he's right. Back. Yeah. Wait, you guys uh, thought- actually had milk delivered to your houses at one point? When I was little, we did. Yeah. Really? Yeah. In yeah. a freaking Iowa, I remember Iowa, my, my grandmother uh, doing it. Joe's not from Iowa. Place, but no. Well, oh, yeah. You're from Illinois. Yeah. I didn't get milk. Um, I. It was the I tail the end casting- of that. Mm. I think the casting was a little odd because Phil, our main character, he was actually 24 when filming this and he's supposed to be in high school and Sherry yeah. Belafonte was 31. No, yeah. they didn't look like yeah. high schoolers at all. No, no. that's typical. She's um, hot. I, though. Oh man. I want to say this is like hands down one of the best soundtracks to any movie mm-hmm. we have watched on this podcast at all. Yeah. I mean, kicking it off with Wilson Pickett, Midnight Hour. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit on the nose, but uh, all these songs were fantastic. Yeah. Mark's reeling in his head. Yeah. No, well, the, um, well no, I, I was actually thinking of another movie coming up, The Thirst, that had a pretty good uh, soundtrack. Hmm. Um, Boy, the judge was a real dick in this movie. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Beating up his son. Yeah, he smacks his kid. For like yeah. no reason. Right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't get that. I also didn't understand. He's always a dick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Phil's vampire costume was great, but I didn't understand what was with the white and blue face paint. I didn't he understand. understand he was a robot. Hair. He was a robot vampire. Oh, is that what he said? I, I still no, don't get that. No, but you could tell by like his face makeup. It, he was a robot and he had the silver hair. So he's a robot hmm. uh, vampire. Boy, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't that catch that at all. Because yeah, and the hair and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, boy, that uh, Vinny or LeVar Burton, uh, boy, was he a real horn dog because he w- <laughs> had one thing on his I mind. I don't blame yeah. him. You know, I mean, if I was uh, Miss Belafonte, I would have you know, kicked him in the nuts and walked away. But just get <laughs> yeah. your damn hands well, off what's me, man. The, what's the teacher doing there dancing with students? Yeah, God bless she her. Yeah. She Got any wine? And Got any wine? The first question is, yeah, do you have any wine? <laughs> right. Yeah. Best um, substitute yeah. teacher ever. 
And then yeah. she's dancing with him and flirting yeah. with him. I'm like, oh my God, please. Why did that I ever did, happen to me? I did really like Sandy, the cheerleader girl. Mm-hmm. Although my question is, why was she buried in her cheerleader outfit? Well, my my thing also was, well, that's true. Yeah. Well, no, because if she had died at that age and she was a big cheerleader, maybe they would have. But no, they would have put her in a dress. No, maybe. that's not true. I don't I, know. No, no. Um, I've seen, so I'm going to get buried in the uniform of the yes, job that I have. It, it, it does no. happen. It, no, it does happen. It's like that milkman's going to get buried in all white. I've seen no. teenagers get buried in like their football uniform, yeah. football jersey and things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, it oh happens. Yeah, it, it does happen. Yeah, there this was. This is uh, not I, what defines They don't me. do that when Ska you're an adult. music is what defines well, me. Well. And I will never turn my back on Ska. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what um, I, I actually attended a funeral where uh, she was young. She was uh, uh, 22 years old, and she was an equestrian. She rode horses, and she was buried in her equestrian uh, uniform. Yeah. Yeah. It does happen. Um, okay. What else, Joe? Anything? So this movie does have bumbling cops. Yeah. Check. It does. Um <laughs> Dick Van Patten as a vampire is just scary as all get out. I don't (laughs) ever want to see that again. I don't know either. Um, And yeah, the song Get Dead was added due to the success of the Michael Jackson thriller. Yeah. That dance number was something. I even liked, like you said, Matt, um, the very end of the film, the long distance dedication from the grave. Right. From Sandy to Phil. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, I... Like I totally agree. This is something that ABC should have had on year after year after year. So should somebody been. should get fired for this. Yeah, totally. So, I, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, let's see. I what I, I don't quite understand why werewolves and vampires also <laughs> came out. But yeah, there wasn't much rhyme or reason as to who came out. And then the they only, had everything in there. They had ghouls, yeah. vampires. It, it, it was only, a perfect gateway. The only uh, one of the creatures that came out looking like a normal person is the cheerleader. But, of course, that had to be the case. Well, and there were various levels of dead people in that graveyard when they came back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, for the who was the, the main witch? Um, when she came out of the grave, she looked like she just died 10 minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. Instead yeah. of being dead for hundreds right. of years, I guess it was two. Her and the cheerleader. Um, yeah, let's see. I mean, I mean, it was basically for her to just to start off as going, "All right, she's dead." Because if she just showed up normal, then you know the kids wouldn't have understood that she's dead. Probably, I guess. Yeah, um, it's a lame excuse, but that's what I'm going to go with. But yeah, I, I liked the main girl. I liked Sandy. I thought she was really good. And, and mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I can't believe we hardly saw anything more from her after this. I thought she was really natural and, and, and really, you know, she was cute and she was um, believable in that role. So I liked it. Uh, but anyway, that's a fun one. So moving on, we move on to Fright Night from... I believe this is 1985 as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is. Um, Nobody believes teenager Charlie Brewster when he discovers that his suave new neighbor, Jerry Dandridge, is a vampire. So when the bloodsucker starts stalking Charlie, he he turns to has-been actor Peter Vincent, uh, played by Roddy McDowell, uh, famed for portraying a ghoul hunter. (laughs) 
Unfortunately for the would-be vampire slayers, Dandridge has set his sights on Charlie's girlfriend, which is kind of creepy. <laughs> that whole part was kind of a little on the creepy side, obviously. Um, oh, I forgot. Jimmy told me. Uh, he, he gave me notes on all these are a little bit tonight. Um, so Midnight Hour, he said, is a lot of fun. TV movie looks like one basically, but, and he said there's some hokey stuff, but overall very charming and enjoyable for Fright Night. He said, it's just a classic. He loves this movie. It's one of his favorites from that time period. And he said, Chris Sarandon is a sexy motherfucker. So, uh, Joe, what did you, what do you think of Fright Night? Um, meh. I'm not really a huge fan of, uh, this film. I, I think, this time when I watched it was probably the third time I've tried getting all the way through it. Um, you know, the movie starts off with Charlie as a date rapist, you know, he's just all over his girlfriend. Um, the one thing I would like to point out for the, you know, the folks in Iowa is Charlie had a university of Iowa cup on his uh, desk when the pencils got kicked over. Oh, I didn't see that cup of university of Iowa. Yeah. I thought it was in Um, Iowa because of that. No, Maybe it was just. No, I, I don't know where it was set. They never really say. I just thought it was, you know, I saw the Hawkeye and I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah I don't know. Because he was able to get to the actor and he went to a studio for that. So I figured it was. Like a local? Like California or something. Yeah. Mm. Um, Evil Ed just drives me nuts. There's times where I'm wondering like, hey, Ed, do you, do you, you got to remember yeah. what team you're playing for, you know? And I was thrilled when he met the demise that he met um which is a pretty brutal demise too oh yeah it was, it I, awesome it I was, was so good yeah um, practical effects i i do think that uh chris Sarandon, the the main vampire dude um he when he goes to that dance club um he doesn't seem like a vampire he just seems like a pedophile right yeah that and, whole that whole scene know, was creepy yeah, and the, all the way from the whining guitar. I mean, I realize he's supposed to be using his vampire powers right. to seduce her, but you don't get oh that, a, God, that just... a grown man hitting on a teenage girl is is kind of pedophile, creepy. A pedophile. He's a vampire. He's a vampire, and he's and it's got the portrait and all that. He's he's in. He's in. He's all in. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, back back to the practical effects. I think. One thing that bothers me throughout this film is the teeth, uh, just the apparatus that they put in their mouth. It, everybody seemed like they were having a lot of difficulty trying to to talk and emote with those giant teeth they had in their mouths. Mm-hmm. All the vampires. I mean, e- even Evil Ed, when he gets transformed, I mean, it's just, it seems like they just put in a... a, a like a football mouthpiece and just glued some teeth on the end of it. It's just way too big. For yeah. Them. I don't know why they didn't just make them fangs <laughs> like a typical yeah, vampire yeah. fang rather than the full mouthpiece. Yeah. Um, I've never really cared for the dialogue in this film, which is part of the reason I guess why, I mean, I just, nothing's gripping. I don't, I don't have any emotional attachment to any of the characters. Hmm. Um, uh, Amanda Bierce was 27 when she filmed this um it's funny how when she's uh, a teenager in high school 
Uh, she's got a really short bobby haircut. Right. But when she gets converted into or changed into a, a vampire, her hair is like down to the middle of her back. Yeah. And then when she's no longer a vampire, it goes back to being short. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. She looks like a mom almost. And she's supposed to be a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's um, a lot of the things that I have issues with, or at least that I took notes about, are just little nitpicky things. But. Honestly, an overall encompassing thing. I just, I've never really been attracted to this film. Huh. I, nothing ever really sucks me in. Ever, so. huh? Like, you, yeah, I, this is, when, like when, I said, this when is was the I first time the you saw time it. I've seen this. Uh, I remember watching it like on a VHS tape that I rented when I was like in high school. Huh. Um, I saw it in the theater when it very first came out and I loved yeah. it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. And I've, I tried watching it again. Probably within the past year, I remember seeing it like it was just starting on a Sunday afternoon. And I had nothing going on. And so I watched the whole thing again. Uh, and then the last time was, you know, last week. Hmm. But yeah, so several different age spans, but still nothing. Huh. Uh, Mark, what'd you think? I love this film. I, it's mm-hmm. it's uh, Fright Night is a mishmash of 1980s horror with old school horror, like with Christopher Lee. Yeah. Um, but Fright Night reminds me of uh, a lot of Rear Window, you know, like a little Hitchcocky thing when he's looking out the window a lot. Parts, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's it just reminded me of it. You know, it's like. You know, do you will you believe him or not? Uh, Tom Holland, um, who wrote this film and directed it, um, he wrote it with the idea of uh, he wanted to do a story of the boy who cried wolf. But the twist is that Charlie doesn't tell lies. He loves horror movies. So that makes his friend friends and everyone else around uh, him thinks that Charlie's imaginations basically, you know, just got the better of him. And uh, that's basically what the story is, is. It's the boy who cried wolf. And uh, I, 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 I think it's a fun film. I think I, I you know, the, the nightclub scene is is wonderful. I think uh, Ronnie McDowell is is great in this film. Um, I'm absolutely agreeing with Joe, though. Evil Ed, uh, this uh, this actor, this this character, I should say, is just so over the top. And every time he talks, it's just like nails on a chalkboard for me. And it's really weird because a lot of people love Evil Ed. It's like he's I mean, he's known for this role. For me, it's just way overboard. And it's almost like I'm seeing him on stage, like acting, just trying to steal every single you know, scene that he's in. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, do, do you know why, um, uh, Jerry, <laughs> which I love the fact that the head vampire's name is Jerry. Um, <laughs> do you, do you know why, uh, he's always eating fruit? Mm, the I apples and I think I heard oranges this somewhere, and but, all that. Yes. Yeah, he wanted, he wanted, he wanted to, for his character development, he says, well, he's a fruit bat, and so he's eating oh, fruit God. nonstop. <laughs> oh, brother! Did you guys know that? No, <laughs> no, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. He also um, he was nominated for an Academy Award or uh, for something before um, uh, Fright Night, or he was in a film that was nominated, and so he didn't want to do a horror film. <laughs> 
but he said after the first like five pages or something, he he says, "Oh, I, I had to do it." Saw that in an interview. Um, I love the fact that um, uh, Peter Vincent is after uh, Vincent Price and Peter Cushing. I think that's great. Um, yeah, it's. It, I, I I know where Joe's coming from. This is more nostalgia for me, um, but it, it sticks with me. I think it's because of the practical effects. I think they're wonderful, mm-hmm. you know, and, it, you know, the the death of Evil Ed, it's horrifying. The screams, the, the mm-hmm. wolf screams, you know, it's 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 absolutely just phenomenal. I, I, I think this is a great film. I, I still think the film holds up. Yeah, it, it, there's some cheesy acting in it. But it's the 80s, man. It's 1985. You, you're going to get some cheesy acting. And it, it was meant to be, you know, it, sort of like a horror slash little bit comedy, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously. It's. I but, mean, it's kind of a goon. It's a, in the Goonies vein. It's very Spielbergian in some ways, you mm-hmm, know. And I and sure. I thought I think it looks great too. I think, I think it still looks great. Some of those yeah. shots I think are just beautiful, and I love the creepy atmosphere of the house. And well, it's just a. I, I've always liked this movie. It's, it's yeah. a real fun one. Um. Okay, so let's let's move on to. Wait, did you talk about it, man? Or yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's a fun movie. I like it. Uh, move on to nineteen ninety three, and that is Guillermo del Toro's film debut, directorial debut. Kronos, faced with his own mortality, an ingenious chemist tried to perfect an invention that would provide him with the key to eternal life. It was called the Kronos device. When he died more than 400 years later, he took the secrets of his remarkable device to the grave with him. Now, an elderly antiques dealer has found the hellish machine hidden in a statue and learns about its incredible powers. The more he uses the device, the younger he becomes. But nothing comes without a price. Life life after death is just the beginning as this nerve-shattering thriller unfolds and the fountain of youth turns bloody. So this is starring Federico Lupi, um, Ron Perlman, Claudio Brook, uh, and and that's pretty much it for anybody, maybe anybody's heard of. But, um, oh, well, Guillermo del Toro, of course, um, directed it. And um, I this is not bad. I'd never seen this before. Um, it's kind of interesting. I, I don't, I didn't love it. Um, Jimmy gave notes. He said, it's good, not great. It's apparent to see, it's a, um, it was apparent to see even at the time that Del Toro had some chops even back in those days. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought that, um, I really liked, really liked Ron Perlman in this. I thought he was really good. I thought the granddaughter was really good in it too. Uh, Federico Lupi, the, the, I think uh, was the main guy. I thought he was good. The guy who was sick, uh, I think it was Claudio Brook. Yep. Um, I, I, it was it was a good movie. I I thought that it. it I was hoping it would go further uh, than it did. I, I was hoping the old guy would have more vampire kinds of stuff. Um, but you know, overall, not not too shabby. Um, Mark, what did you think of this one? 
Um, well, apparently Del Toro wanted to bring the humanity back into horror. I mean, he went out of his way to make a grandpa uh, who turns slowly into a vampire into, uh, you know, this sweet Geppetto, you know, yeah. lookalike guy who takes care of his granddaughter. And I love that about this movie. Um, mm -hmm. He wasn't going for, you know, the thirst of blood so much. It was more internal life, I thought. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, no, I think it's fairly true right yeah the problem um however it's like, i mean I, there was he did have a thirst for blood too but he yeah. did he did but it, it wasn't prominent in the film it was more about eternal life especially with the uh, the guy with cancer or whatever you know yeah. in that that hallway that we kept going to um uh, my problem was the granddaughter um you guys matt you said you liked her um I, I did not like this granddaughter at all. I, she was lifeless in this film. It, it, it was joyless. There was no expressions on her face at all. She was seeing all these things, and she's just standing there and standing there. She's got a glow stick and standing there. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Is it this kid's just – there's something wrong with the kid. Well, uh, I that think that's the react. case. I, yeah, I think that she's got. But I thought that was really interesting. I thought it was a very interesting choice. I didn't find that be. interesting at all. It, yeah, it, 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 there was did. nothing to feed off of her. You know, no pun intended. It was just, it was just nothing there from her. No, I, she I just disagree stood with there. That. She just stood there, like just watching all this stuff, you know. And then she grabs, you know, the cane and hits. You know, the guy over the head. It's like she's gonna do that, really? Okay. Well, then you know she. She's a born Mark murderer. is a problem with kids, I think, is the I, issue here. I, I kind of do. I kind of do. Um, but, yeah. Um, but I, I actually enjoyed this. Um, like, well, the reason why I think he was decaying, and if um, I'm not sure if this is the reason, but I think the reason why he was decaying is because he wasn't drinking enough blood because he was resisting the force mm -hmm. of, you know, drinking the blood. That's why he was decaying. But I didn't understand the end of it where his wife and the granddaughter at the end and he's like in, you know, all the decay, you know, flesh is off of him and he's in vampire skin on the bed. And like the wife, the last time the wife saw him was at the New Year's Eve party. So it's like there's no explanation for that. Although with that, with all that being said, I did enjoy it because it was a little different. You know, it wasn't just you know I need blood, I need blood. You know, Ron Perlman was phenomenal in this, and um, him sitting down in this little uh, cellar in his room and all that with the picking of the toe jam and smelling it. I and then the phone rings. I I, I lost my mind. I just started laughing. It was it was it was perfect. Ron Perlman was great in this and i can see why ron perlman just kept on being in uh del toro's films because he's he's amazing he's amazing but yeah no i mean do i re recommend it um I'm, yeah watch it during the day or something like if you got nothing else to do it's 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 definitely not my favorite out of the group but i mean it it, it was interesting to watch I, every scene ron perlman in was great so that's it. All right. Uh, Joe, what'd you think? I thought it was, it was charming. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know that I would give that 
uh, term high praise in the horror industry, but the moving itself, the movie itself was just charming. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree with both of you. Ron Perlman was the main reason to watch this film. He yeah. was fantastic in it. I can, I think this is the earliest Ron Perlman film I've seen because I could not get over how young he looked yeah. in this film. Yeah. Um, I did find the relationship with the main character and his granddaughter to be quite endearing. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason she's so, uh, her actions are so diminutive, um, is so that when she does do something, it makes it seem that much more pronounced. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she's a very quiet, uh, you know, almost immovable uh, at times, uh, I felt, I felt, I felt like she was probably troubled. Girl. There was something in her yeah, history yeah. there, obviously. Um, but so that way when she does, you know, take action, it's like, Oh my God, look at what she did. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seems like that much more of a feat. Did she even um, scream during any of this? I don't think she did. No, I don't believe so. No. Um, but that being said, I mean, do I recommend this movie? No. I mean, it's, I appreciate it. It's, it's, I watch it. Uh, I gain even more appreciation of Guillermo del Toro. I find mm-hmm. more and more things that I see about his style that I like that I can then see in later films that he's done. But would I personally ever want to sit down and watch this film again? Probably not. Yeah. So. No, I probably wouldn't either. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but oh, speaking Guillermo- of which show. Oh, sorry, man. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, if, if you want to see like a really early uh, film with uh, Ron Perlman, Quest for Fire. If, if you've okay. ever seen it, it's it's phenomenal. It's a caveman. Yeah, it's a good movie. Film. Yeah, it's caveman a great film. film, and he's in it. And he's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um. Also, Guillermo del Toro was really good in Barry this last week. So that whole scene, yes, he was. That whole scene was. It fantastic. was. It was, yeah. it was really good. It's great. Man, Barry yeah. is dark this season. It's so dark. It's good. Yeah. Uh. Okay, so the next film on our list is from 1995, and that is a film by Abel Ferrara, and that is The Addiction, starring Lily Taylor. Uh, The dark is their sunlight. What makes them different is what keeps them alive. A vampiric uh, doctoral student tries to follow the philosophy of a nocturnal comrade and control her thirst for blood. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy said he's a fantastic art house film. Lily Taylor is amazing. Uh, he loves the director, Abel Ferrara and highly, highly recommends this film. I really enjoy this too. I thought it was great. Uh, I thought I, I, I loved the movie, um, Ms. 45 directed by Abel Ferrara. Uh, this was very similar except with a vampire really kind of, uh, obviously they're two very different stories, but, but, but similar in some ways. Um, Lily Taylor, I thought was great. Christopher Walken was really interesting. Uh, just a lot of little, uh, little scenes, little vignettes and uh, weird conversations. Um, but I, I liked it. I, I was just, I don't know. It's not one that I'll go back to a lot. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. I definitely thought it was an unusual film and a unique take on the vampire um, mythos. Um, and I liked the look of it, too. I thought it was really, really interesting. Um, 
So, Joe, go ahead. What what did you think of the addiction? Pass. <laughs> Pass. I couldn't. I couldn't hate this movie anymore. Oh my god! Oh, Jimmy. No Jimmy called way. it. Yeah. Jimmy called it when you announced this film. Um, I have a, a line, a note on here. It said, "This is a goddamn art film." Matt tricked me into watching another <sighs> goddamn art film. Um, yeah, I just, I didn't, I could not wait for this movie to be done. Um, thank God Christopher Walken was in it. It's just, everybody was way too deep. I mean, this is, this is on one spectrum uh, and one end of it. And then on the total opposite end, that's evil dead rises. And that's my wheelhouse. That's where I, I find, but it's okay to branch, have a little breadth. Exactly. What do you, I was, I was. Baptized. I mean, no, I, okay. I'm not gonna. I, I'm My, not gonna. Say, I'm not gonna die on the the hill of this movie. No, I knew, no, neither will when I. I. When I saw it, I I knew. I mean, I loved it, but I knew that you. No, I was. But, I was the opposite. I thought Joe was gonna love this film. Oh no, like, no, I, I knew it. he was oh, gonna no, hate it. It's no, it's no be, way. But I don't well, understand first off, I was, why you're so reticent to art house. That, that that I don't get. Well, first off, I have no idea why this film was shot in black and white. I don't understand what that made the film, how that made that any better. You've got oh, I, a I thought it was very full interesting. Of, I love black it and was, white. It was awesome. You black have a and whole white. palette full of colors it's a, that it's could have made the story so much more it's interesting. A, absolutely, yeah, it's I a just, noir. Yeah, it's, it's a noir. I just, I, I everybody was so deep in this in the writing yes that i just i'm just like i'm not even being entertained um first off i the issue that i had was the quality of the sound on this film and matt and i were texting back and forth about this i had to crank this volume up maybe i just had a bad connection or something yeah i, I could not any hear problem. anybody oh yeah i mean i I normally have my volume set between 12 and 18 to watch just normal television. I had to crank this up to almost 60 to even hear what these people were saying. Oh uh, yeah. I didn't, and, I didn't and even then at all, like when Lily all. Taylor is talking with Edie Falco in the women's restroom, she's literally just whispering the whole time. Yeah. And it was like, just deliver your line. Use your diaphragm. Let me actually hear what you're trying to say. Um, <laughs> I, I, I had no trouble hearing anyone in this. Neither did I. Um, yeah, there's one of my lines is why is this movie so much better in black and white? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, most like all of the notes that I have in this, uh, I'll, I'd say more than half of them had to do with the volume. Um, I do have a note on here. It says, thank God for Christopher Walken. Um, yeah, I just I was going to tell you to watch it on a different TV or something, but then I thought he's not going to like this anyway, you know, but um <laughs> because I had no issues with sound and I, Mark did you wait, have any? No, none at all. Like yeah, wait, not a Joe, single what, one. what 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 did you watch it on? Uh I what, Well, it's what, on so Shutter. It was this HP Shutter? Yeah. yeah, so I watched it on Yeah, Shutter. yeah, I watched it, it on it, Shutter too. It it was like I I when I got done watching this, I just turned on something else on shutter and I had no problem. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. And I, I do want to point out, cause this is something since we're watching vampire films. Um, I, this is just something that I I've noticed from vampire film to vampire film. Whenever a vampire is feeding on somebody and they're done, they got blood like all over their mouth and they don't address it. 
you know, when I go to Buffalo Wild Wings and I'm eating wings and I get sauce all over my mouth, I can feel it and I take a napkin and I wipe it off. Why don't some vampires ever do that? Well, I think they're in a certain ecstasy, you know. (laughs) What the fuck, Joe? So am I, Matt. I said Buffalo Wild Wings. Did you not hear that part? Um, I did. I, I don't know. I just... The other thing I didn't get is at the end of this film, when they have that giant feeding frenzy, just, and I'm putting this note in there to prove to the fact that I did watch it all the way to the end. Um, the fuck? Why, why are they eating people or why are they killing all these people and just taking like a sip of their blood? Like nobody gets drained. I'm like, I thought you guys were doing this for sustenance and power. Why not sit there for a while and actually suck some of these corpses dry? I mean, and, and that's not just this film in particular, but that's a lot of vampire films, but I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I, Probably because they don't want to sit there for uh, two minutes while, you know, have the camera on somebody while they're being yeah. drained for three minutes. I don't know. Then I might get into it. Yeah. Like, no, in, in, just... like I mean, <laughs> he's like interview with the vampire where they have the, the guy, you know, pumping, like sitting down and pumping and you hear the boom, 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 you know, and while he's sucking the blood out of her neck. I mean, that was a nice. Well, now in another film mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about later, they actually do that. Oh, okay. Or no, it was uh, one of the ones they like hung somebody up and they were draining yeah, their on, blood. That's over yeah, yeah. Thirst. Yeah. And thirst. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah, I, I could not dislike this I'm film. I'm so anymore. surprised. Oh, I'm yeah. not saying su- you're surprised by this. I am. I am Matt, actually. Matt knows me by now. Yeah. Well, and I I can tell you what movies Matt will like and I can tell you what movies he won't. Oh, I'm Sorry. I'm guarantee you I'm way harder to to uh predict than you are. Oh, I completely yeah. agree. But like if if I had just come across this film without you referring to uh, having us watch this at all. If I had just found this movie on my own accord and I watched the whole thing, I would have thought, yep, Matt would have loved this uh, yeah. film. Yeah. Well, that yeah. might be true. Yeah. Uh, Mark, what are your thoughts on the addiction? Baffled that Joe does not like this film. This isn't about me. It's about the film. No, it's about you. Well, I'm, I'm just saying I'm, I'm baffled it's about you that, that <laughs> you were, did not enjoy this because this brought me back to like uh, the nineties, you know, black and white films, the art house films. Do you not like clerks? I thought you. I thought. I thought you loved clerks. No, why love didn't they clerks. show it? In, why didn't they show it? In, maybe? Yeah, well, because why did they show it in black 30, and white? Right. He had a thirty thousand dollar budget, and he had to sell his comic book. What's the budget on this that. film? I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm I think sure this it's was bigger. A, this was a choice, and he's making it a was noir. a choice. It a was va- a choice. He's making a vampire noir. Yes, yeah. yes, and and it, it was it was enjoyable to watch and. Knowing that this was a 1995 film and it was black and white, it did bring me back to Clerks. It brought me back to uh, coffee and cigarettes. Uh, this was a $307,000 budget and opening weekend. Okay, calm down. Calm down. $46,000. Look, it's no, no, I need to calm I, you down. You wanted to know I what the budget was. I, I just I know, told you I know. what the budget was. I need was. to calm down. I need to calm down. Sorry, Joe. Um, <laughs> look, um, I, first off, I love the addiction song at the beginning. It's horribly sung. I don't know who sings it, but it was horribly sung. And that was I was thinking this is going to be one of these kind of films. Like, oh, this is going to be a laugh out loud film. But no, it it went into a lot deeper just mythology of vamp- um, 
Oh God, it, it, it's a word I, I can't say. Vampirism. Vampirism. That's fine. Yeah, thanks. Very good, Mark. Hey. Um. Uh. Another thing, when uh, she goes into the hospital and um, she gets her uh, uh, wound dressed and she comes home, that's just the worst hospital wound dress I've ever seen in my life. It was so bad. And mm-hmm. that's why I thought they was, didn't clean any of the blood. They didn't clean any of the blood. And I was just like, okay, this, that's, this is why I thought it was lower budget. Okay, Joe, it was, I thought it was lower budget. Well, $350,000 is low budget. So. It's huge, low budget, huge, yeah. um, red flag, huge uh, <laughs> uh, red flag warning. Um, I don't care how hot a woman is. If she brings in a tray with a candle lit with needles, it's like, you're out. You're out. I don't know why he uh, just decided to put out his arm. Oh, and uh, that one actor, I, I recognized him from uh, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I am Paul, and this is Tween Y'all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the yeah. bartender. Yeah. 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 Um, also, um, but no, I, 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 I thought like just the mannerisms, I, I thought the. Uh, the conversations that they had, like everyone knows I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I want to rewatch this movie just to get all of the dialogue because it's deep dialogue. It's deep dialogue. And I got a lot of it, but there's still more I want to pick up. And so that's why I want to watch this film again. There's, there's a lot of deep shit in this film. Christopher Walken's great, especially when you first see him and he's walking down the street and I kept on going. I was like, "What is what is walking going to be in this?" And when you see him, it's just walking, being walking, and mm-hmm. it's great. And you know, always you know, voice dialogue and what he does. And I love the scene where it's just a coven of vampires, and they just all go into each other. I had a big smile on my face. I really, really enjoyed this film. I really did. I I, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I like the scene in the closet too, where she's like going crazy trying to oh, control yeah. her urge. Uh, I thought that was great, and the, but yeah, the whole scene with with uh, Christopher Walken was such an, a, a a weird but cool little uh, you know aside. Yeah. You're and, nothing. You're nothing. Yeah, that was yeah. my Walken. I thought that thing. was great. Uh, but yeah, you're right, Mark. There's a lot. Back in the '90s, there were a lot of black and white indie art house films that were done in black and white. Uh, and this one kind of reminds me, did you, did you ever see uh dead man with, uh, Oh uh, yeah. Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. It kind of reminds me of that a little bit, you know, uh, did, Joe, did you ever see dead man? No, but I did yeah, see dead, dead man. man. Don't wear plaid with Steve. Uh, Martin. Yeah. That well, was yeah, that, yeah, that was eighties. Oh, great. Oh yeah. That's a great one. Oh, so good. Yeah. I um, watched super troopers. Did not like it. Oh, you didn't really? Oh, I, I thought only, that was kind of funny. I only liked the beginning. I only liked the beginning. After yeah. that, it I, was it just. Re- I haven't seen it in a long time, and I do recall feeling like it was a a joke that went on too long a little bit as it went. But but I li- I I did laugh out loud several times in that. So you haven't watched Beer Fest either? No. I saw that uh, their new film Quasi is uh, on Hulu for free. Quasi. Yeah, it's about Quasimodo. Oh. You know, the Hunchback of Notre Dame? Yes. Huh. Well, <laughs> I haven't seen those. Uh, all right. Crickets. Well, moving on uh, to our last film, 
And this is from 2009, and it is directed by Park Chan-wook, who directed Old Boy, among a whole lot of other classic uh, Korean films, and that is Thirst. Sang-hyun, a respected priest, volunteers for an experimental procedure that may lead to a cure for a deadly virus. He gets infected and dies, but a blood transfusion of unknown origin brings him back to life as a vampire. Now Sang Hyun is torn between faith and bloodlust and has a newfound desire for Teju, the wife of his childhood friend. Uh, this is, oh God, I love this movie. I loved, loved this movie. Um, it's my favorite of the bunch. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading, <laughs> reading Jimmy's um, uh, review now. It's my favorite of the <laughs> My favorite of the bunch, a weird and wonderful film. Not my favorite of this director, but it's still great. Um, and I agree with him. I, I loved, loved this movie. Um, I thought uh, Kim Okvin, who played the the girl, I thought she was amazing. I, of course, Song, um, his name's Song Kang Ho, who was in Parasite. And, oh my God, he was in Memories of Murder, which we just saw a couple, you know, my last pick. Um, he's been in tons of stuff. Um, and he's, he's kind of the, like the Robert De Niro, I think of career Korean film. Um, but this was a, a really interesting, unique take on the vampire lore. And let's see, do I have, let's see what do I have here. Um, what do you have there, man? What do you have there, man? I'm trying to find my. Matt, what do you have? Thing. Um, I think it's complicated. I thought I thought the I liked the I did like the way that they did the the whole vampire thing. They they did have powers, but it wasn't like overboard in what they did. Although you know, I mean, they're jumping really high and landing and all that kind of stuff. So there was a a certain almost magical quality to their their uh, vampire powers, and the I I thought that she especially Kim Vin uh, was really, really good. And kind of, uh, like you didn't know what her, what her motivations were, where her loyalties lay. And, and she's kind of the person that even before she became a vampire, you didn't, she could have just left everybody at any moment. Like she was such a strange and, and unique, um, character. I really enjoyed it. And I, I just thought there was a, just a poetry to this. I loved the whole ensemble, the ga- the group that gets together to play. What's the, what's the game? Um, uh, I don't know what it's called. It's, Ma- it's, Mahjong. It's, oh, with the dominoes. Yeah, Mahjong. Mahjong. Like dominoes, uh, yeah. right? Yeah, I love their little group yeah. that gets together and everything. Her husband was, was kind of a uh, you know, a man child, obviously, but he wasn't as mm-hmm. bad as she made him out to be. So she had this like manipulative side to her that you don't realize until it starts to unfold a little bit. But uh, I, I really enjoyed this one. This was one of my favorites. This was hands down my favorite of the bunch. Um, who went for Joe? Or no? Who? Okay. Yeah, go, Joe. I went, okay. Um, so Matt, I have a question for you. This is a two hour and 15 minute long Korean horror vampire film. Mm-hmm. I thought it was three hours. Do you think, do you think I liked it? Uh, probably not. No. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Oh, did you? 
<laughs> yeah, I really did. See, every once in a while, Joe surprises yeah, you. I believe true. those were your exact words. Actually, so. no, I. Uh, when you, the only reason, actually, if you'd asked me that without prefacing it that way, <laughs> I probably would have, because I, I was thinking to myself, I have a feeling Joe might like this one because it did remind me of Memories of Murder in the way that it's played out and in you know and and you liked that so i thought well you know he might oh, yeah. like this one so but the way you just prefaced it i i yeah no i i really liked it um i thought it was fantastic i although i will there's a couple little things that i pointed out that i think were kind of funny is um the penance that he gives during confession was 20 uh, 20 hail marys uh get a lot of sun and take a cold shower yeah is an awful weird penance. Yeah. And then I was wondering later on, I wonder what the penance is for screwing a Catholic priest. Cause that should be a lot worse. Yeah. It probably should which be. Which she does. Yeah. Take two cold um, showers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, or take a shower with the priest. Um, Tae Jung is, or Tae, what's her? Tae Ju? Is that her name? Uh, Tae Ju or Tae Ju? I think. Tae, yeah. Tae Ju. Yeah. Tae Ju is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Just nutballs crazy. And then I my next note is okay, great. Now she's a crazy vampire. Right. Um yeah. But you kind of see why he's drawn to her, right? Because she's I oh, mean, entirely she's yeah. very she's so manipulative. It's right. all the women I dated. <laughs> That's the character of women I date. <laughs> and you're kind of like anyway, her husband. Um yeah. <laughs> a man child. I what the fuck? Um, I, I thought it was really disgusting that <laughs> time fuck? when, when Jesus, Joe, I'm not I, a man child. Uh, when Sang Hung is when he's playing that flute for the guy. Right. And then all of a sudden yeah. gets sick and starts just yeah, coughing yeah, up blood yeah. through the flute. I'm like, Oh, um, what, you know, you were talking about how the, vampire how they showed that vampires do have certain powers but they didn't go like overboard with it yeah i did think it was weird i've never seen this as a vampire power but the ability to rip quarters in half right that's pretty cool when she yeah she thought that you know well maybe he's a vampire again she's like here rip this in half yeah i'm like what what's the point in that but he did it so i guess that must mean he's a vampire yeah well Um, I, i mean normally when you if a movie if a movie asks you you know a character asks a, a character in a movie where he has powers to show a feat of strength it's some huge thing like lift that car or whatever yeah and all she asked him to do is rip this quarter or coin yeah. you know and, yeah. Yeah. and but when you think about it it wouldn't be it would not be easy to rip a a coin oh either. no it wouldn't be any no. easier than lifting a car probably Well, I, maybe. that's a very good question. Now I'm pondering that all. I'm like, which would I rather do? Rip a coin in half or try to lift a car? Yeah. I would think it would probably be easy to lift a car. Can't might, do it. I'm doing it, it right, right now. Yeah. I can't do yeah. it. Matt's. Yeah. Mark's ripping. Like that's a federal violation. Well, he's think. obviously not a vampire. That's true. Vampire. Thank God. Or we'd have half dollars everywhere. <laughs> um, I think the the hospital is an extremely convenient setting for a vampire. I loved how he, you know, he's got a problem and he's got to try to figure it out. And how do I get blood on a regular mm-hmm. basis? Well, I'm a priest. I'm going to go volunteer at a hospital. And this friend of mine that's in a coma that I've been helping out for years, and he morally justifies this yeah. in his head. 
because of the one good deed that this guy did that one time. Right. That he's like, well, I'm just going to lay next to him. I'm going to drink his blood and that will sustain me. And everybody's going to be happy from that point on. But then also using that coma ward as his personal, you know, sex dungeon with him and his new girlfriend, when you're a Catholic priest, probably not the most moral, probably not that you could take. But, um, but there was also a dark no. humor to it too, when he, oh, when extremely. he, he lays down on the floor next to the guy and he's draining his blood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember the reason why he jumped out the window, uh, but I just oh, I because, thought it was really, oh, you mean well, the bathroom window? No, in, in the uh, hospital. No, in, in the, the hospital. Oh yeah. When he did it. But I just, uh, or is it, is that. Was that like the first time that yeah, he started it was. realizing he was a vampire? Yeah, it um, was. Yeah, I thought it was kind of hypocritical considering, you know, he's a pretty, now he's going to, his way around this is to try to commit suicide and he does it by jumping out a window. Mm, yeah. I, mean, I don't think that's something that a Catholic priest would have gone to immediately. Maybe, yeah. Is committing suicide, but... um Anyway, he he did a tremendous job as this character. Uh, mm-hmm. The girl Teju, she was just she was the movie. If he asked oh, me, oh yeah, and the minute oh, she got gosh. introduced, it was yeah. She's just but the whole thing with one the mom, crazy nut job after another. The, yeah, so crazy. Yeah, yeah. So this this is one I highly recommend. Yeah, uh, Mark. Um. Yeah, the Korean Stewart again. It 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 is a Korean film, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. They do it again. They do horror. They're doing horror. I think what horror was back in the seventies and eighties. Right now, they are killing it. They're killing it. Dude, I haven't seen a bad, you know, Korean film yet. I, I think um, this was an amazing, interesting love story because that's what this film is all about. Yeah. Is just being a love story. Mm-hmm. But I, I do have a question. Uh, so the blood that was transferred to Father Sung Hugh, that was vampire blood. That's how he got it, right? Right. It, it wasn't. It, it wasn't like um, the disease that he got. It was, no, it was basically. It was the transfusion of blood, right? It was just vampire blood because I don't think they really um, necessarily um, let that be known in the film. I don't think they did. Yeah, they didn't do a really decent job of explaining exactly. Yeah, I mean, they said that he he lived. He was one of the or one of what 500, 500. 500 people, right? That went through those tests, those trials, and lived. But uh, unless it was some sort of vampire blood transfusion, or, just a random vampire yeah. out there, you know, it it, it wasn't explained, you know that much to me so i just wanted to make sure if, if, if i was correct on that mm-hmm. but um yeah w- what an interesting way to go with a vampire story it's a love story it's about his life with faith with uh the catholic church and coexisting as a vampire i i haven't seen that um i believe no um uh the director knows how to do camera shots this guy is this director yeah. is amazing um, especially with the round table that you brought up, Matt, um, with the mother who can only move her finger just a tiny bit, just, right? Just a smidge, just a smidge, and um, 
she can only blink her eyes to communicate to her friends who killed her son. And that scene, I think, is better. Like, for a roundtable scene, um, I think it's better than Inglorious Bastards scene in the cellar where they're all drinking beers. You, you know what scene I'm talking about? Where I love that scene. They, yeah. They, they all get shot up. Uh, Michael Fassbender's in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's yeah. the way he ordered a drink. I think that um, the third uh, scene, the round table, best round table scene I've ever seen. Yeah, that the was a way- tense scene. Oh, gosh, gosh. Yeah, the, the mom is just great. And she's just, she can't even move and she's acting perfectly. Right. It, what, what a phenomenal scene. Um, yeah, the, the, the lead actress, um, I'm flabbergasted with some of the scenes I've seen, just some of the acting. Um, even the sex scene at, uh, when he loses her, uh, loses his uh, virginity, it was so tastefully done and so raunchy in a way, just so not dirty. I'm just saying the way they filmed it, it was just so well shot and I, it, it just flabbergasted, flabbergasted, you know, with this film. Um, I do, I do think this film could have been shaved thirty minutes. I thought it was a little bit too long. If this was shaved just a thirty minutes, maybe no, maybe not thirty minutes, maybe like twenty minutes, just shaved a little bit. Um, this could have been a perfect film for me. Um, I love the end of this film where um, he's basically committing suicide and making her commit suicide and with the car scene with the trunk when she's underneath the car you know to get away from the sun um just it's just such a brilliant film uh man i yeah yeah, yeah all the little things she does to try and hide and oh then my stops gosh her. Yeah. it's just great it's yeah. just it's 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 so phenomenal this is i i can't recommend this film more i it's just watch it just watch it guys because i mean this is really great filmmaking it really is it's phenomenal all right well i think we all agree that our favorite of the bunch was thirst right mm-hmm. i think oh yeah yeah uh for hands sure. hands down for me I hands down so. so uh that brings us i don't know midnight hour is a yeah midnight hour was fun stop, i love that stop. i love that but no, it's not as good. I like no, Thirst the best, like, but, yeah. but I love Midnight Hour. Um, okay, so our next pick is, well, it was an, it's not Joe's pick, but it was an idea that that amalgamated from ideas Joe was pondering and, and that we talked about. So Joe, uh, tell us a little bit about the next pick. So I was, we're trying something new. Um, I was flipping through my Amazon fire stick home screen or whatever. And I saw a clockwork orange came across and I was trying to think what genre uh, or what theme we would have to pick so that we could watch a clockwork orange. And when I looked at it on IMDb, I noticed that it's not even considered a horror film and it got me pondering uh, there's probably lots of films that we have seen 
that we just assume are horror films, but actually are not. They're horror adjacent or they're on the fringe of being horror, or maybe they're classified as thrillers or suspense. Uh, like I, I don't believe Silence of the Lambs is considered horror, but seven or uh, Silence of the Lambs is not horror. And seven is also not horror. Silence of the uh, Lambs, I think it's, has, it's is, horror. Yeah, that. OK, that is. But seven is not. And seven has mm-hmm. much more uh, shock factor than than uh, mm-hmm. um, Silence of the Lambs. But anyway, so it got me pondering. I thought, well, let's try something different. Let's. Let's all watch Clockwork Orange, and then we're all going to pick an additional film. So we have our five for the two weeks. And then when we come back, we're all going to discuss and sort of debate whether we feel this should be really classified as a horror film or if it should just stay as it is outside of the horror genre. So uh, we're all collectively nominating A Clockwork Orange as one of our movies, which uh, is on HBO max. Uh, and then my pick for, uh, the, this theme is Quentin Tarantino's death proof, which unfortunately is not on any streaming service. Uh, if you want it, you either own it or you'll have to rent it off of Amazon prime. Um, and I'm going to read down the list. We had, uh, Jimmy had picked, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's enemy. Mm Mm-hmm. From 2013? No, he picked Nightcrawler. Oh, he did. Night, oh, I thought he changed I, his. No, non- I thought he changed his mind to Enemy. No, he yeah, he, he was he to- was saying Enemy or Nightcrawler, and Joe said, "Oh, I was hoping somebody would pick Nightcrawler." And he said, "Okay, Nightcrawler." He did. Look at the text. And then I said, "Well, I hadn't seen that either." And I thought yeah. the next line he says, "Okay, then we do Enemy." Yeah, I, I think it's Enemy. Uh, I'll go back. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so anyway, we're either going to be watching Enemy or Nightcrawler. We'll post it. Um, and then, of course, Matt has picked Lady Vengeance. I have no idea what that is. Which you can see on Tubi. Yep. And yep what? Yep. That's what I picked. Yep. And it's on oh. It's on Tubi, Canopy, Plex, Canopy. Uh, Pluto, yeah. all those things. Yeah. And I'm going to help Matt dig through trying to find that text thread and Mark, you can tell everybody what you've told us to watch. I'm picking Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory and I'm picking the Gene Wilder version. Um, there's been a lot of controversy. There's been a lot of YouTube videos, um, saying that this is a horror film. And, uh, so, um, I don't know. It's not a competition, but eh, I think it's, uh, I think it's, uh, horror. Tickets to horror, guys. All right. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, Jimmy did say, he did say in a few texts later. Okay, let's go let's for go enemy. enemy. Yeah. yeah. So, so, enemy. All right. Yeah. So, we've got um, A Clockwork Orange, Enemy, Death Proof, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Lady Vengeance. Yes. And that's what we're going to walk or watch for the next two weeks. And then when we come back, we will all be having the debate of debates about whether these are horror films or not. Yeah. And then we will continue with our regularly scheduled program with my picks, whatever they're going to end up being after that. Yep. So unless this turns out to be a phenomenal episode and we just keep doing it, but I kind of doubt <laughs> it. No, I doubt it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think we're all going to be too scared from Willy Wonka in order to uh, keep just, going. But, I will wet the bed that yeah. night that I have to watch I, that. Yeah. Well, 
<laughs> you bastards. Well, thanks for not making me rap tonight. So, well, I think you just picked our yeah. Our it's not like music. we we didn't make you <laughs> rap either time, but no, actually, you kind of offered it to us. <laughs> All, right, All right, drop a beat. Let's go. Drop a beat. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm gonna retire. Hi, this is totally yeah. PJ Souls, and nope. you're that's not it. <laughs> Come on, bring it. Consummate professionals. Powered by Riverside FM. Nope, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, come on. You can do this one live? Here we go, yeah. Powered yeah. by Riverside. Riverside, yeah. My name is Superfan Mark. I was eaten by a shark. His name was Bruce. And I'm about to get loose. What's the flavor of the month? It's mango. And I'm about the fucking tango. Yeah, enough. Yeah, we're done. Oh. I think we've all just witnessed the end of Mark's rap. And yeah, I'm done. That might be the end right there. Oh, might be the can't end. catch lightning in a bottle twice. No. no. Well, three no. times anyway. Yeah. No, I'm That's done. True. Yeah. No, yeah. that was it. Yeah. That hurt Whew. my brain. All right, well. That hurt my ears. That that hurt my pride. So <laughs> I guess we will see Just delete you. it, man. Just delete it. We'll God. see you next time. That was the worst. Oh, Good night, everybody. Why did I even bring it up? What's the flavor of the month? It's mango. Groovy.